Hello, and welcome to Wander Stories. This is a podcast by Susan Lanier Graham from wanderwithwonder.com. I've spent the past couple of decades wandering, both around the world and across the street, looking for what I like to call wow moments. During that time, I've had some incredible experiences and connected with so many amazing people. I want to share some of those moments with you in my favorite wander stories. So come along with me and let's wander. You can always find more episodes and great stories online at wanderwithwonder.com. Find all the episodes of Wander Stories on your favorite podcast app, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Welcome back to Wander Stories. Susan Lanier Graham again. And the day that this goes live, I will actually be in Santa Fe. I am flying out for the International Food, Wine, and Travel Writer Association Annual Conference, and I am going to be speaking there. So I will be able to share some great moments from Santa Fe with you in the future. But today, I want to talk about something that I find a little funny, uh, (laughs) misadventures in travel. So as all of you know, I love looking for those wow moments when I travel. But every now and then, I have to say wow, because something so bizarre or so unusual happens. I call those my travel misadventures, and I thought I would share a few highlights from some of the things that have made me laugh, made me want to pull my hair out, a couple made my knees shake a bit. So come along and let's share some of my most memorable travel moments. We're going to start out in Bangkok, Thailand. When I visited Bangkok, I found myself in an interesting spot one afternoon. One of my fellow travelers was looking for a bag to carry home. She needed something for all of her extra finds. Now, the markets in Bangkok are incredible. They have these night markets that stretch for miles. You can find an amazing collection of anything and everything. So I knew I was also running low on space and decided, yeah, I'll tag along. I could use a new bag. So we asked our guide if he suggest, could suggest a great place to pick up a bag. Now, we knew there were markets everywhere. Some had more clothes, some had more jewelry, some had animals, some had food. So we really wanted a place where we could get a bag. He tells us, oh, I know just the spot. No need to worry. I'll take care of everything. All good, right? Well, <laughs> we pile into our van and... We were chatting. There were a group of us on there, and everybody was going to a different place. It was our free day. So we're chatting as we're going through the side streets, not really paying a lot of attention to where we were going. Finally, our driver comes to stop stop in front of this nondescript shop and, and told us it was, it was where we could get a bag as the two of us get off. We're not really certain he understood what we wanted. Oh, no, no. This is perfect. This is just what you wanted. 
So we follow him into the little shop. In this flurry of very fast Thai that obviously neither of us could understand, he spoke to the shop owner and turns to us with a huge smile. My friend will take care of everything. It's all good. Before we could respond, he jumps back on the van and takes off. <laughs> we had no clue where we were. We look at each other, shrug. Um, okay. This is a little odd, but we've been with our guide for five days. He said it was okay, so that's fine. So we follow the little shop owner through this cramped, dark shop to a back door. Okay, we look at each other again, but we follow him as he motions for us. And he heads up three flights of rickety stairs. Okay, we gave a nervous little laugh, and up we climbed. Our friendly host leads us through another battered door, and we find ourselves inside of a sparkling showroom. White marble floors, bright lights, glass cases. It literally felt as if you had just walked into a store on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and there were probably half a dozen workers, including a couple of burly guys standing around the room. The shelves were filled with high-end and obviously very illegal designer knockoffs. You know, labels Louis Vuitton, Prada, Chanel. Okay, I love a good purse, don't get me wrong. <laughs> They're my weakness. But it, those are a little out of my budget. And I didn't really want to end up in a Thai prison. <laughs> this proprietor was giddy. I'm sure believing he had just found two very rich American tourists. And takes us over to a woman who shows us several bags, starting price $500, up to about $1,500, which if it were an authentic Louis Vuitton would be fabulous. But it wasn't. And it was not what we were looking for. We thanked him graciously, told him we weren't looking to spend that much money. I mean, you know, we're two American journalists, not rich tourists. Oh, well, what did you want to spend? We're thinking $20 and no jail sentence, please. Literally, they laughed at us. <laughs> we turned to leave and found our way blocked by these very large Thai gentleman. The one, his arms are crossed across his chest, and he has a stern look on his face. We both smile at him, make our way around him, hearts pounding, literally ran down those stairs and out onto the street. We didn't look back or stop for a couple of blocks. We had no clue where we were, but we look up and there's this cheap little luggage shop. So we walked in, picked up two roller bags, two for $25, and decided, okay, we have to get back to our hotel. So we amble along for a few blocks, pulling these empty roller bags behind us. <laughs> we didn't even have any idea where we were in Bangkok. And up on the side, we spot one of the hot pink taxis. Now, we had been told, never hire a cab that's not on the clock. If the light's not on. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. They're going to want to negotiate with you. Well, at that point, we just wanted a cab, and we were fine negotiating. <laughs> and 
We agreed on what we had, we realized by then was an outrageous price, although it was only about $8 in U.S. money, so we were more than happy to pay it to get back across town. Turns out it was the craziest cab ride I have ever taken, getting us back to the hotel in record time. I'm sure, you know, he wanted to see how much money he could make and how quickly he could do it. I had no idea it was even possible to go that fast on back alleyways. We dodged stray dogs. We dodged food carts. We dodged tuk-tuks and bikes and motorbikes. Oh, motorcycles, motorbikes everywhere in Thailand. I can't even tell you what a sense of a relief it was when I finally saw the hotel. It was much more welcoming than a Thai prison. <laughs> ah, so another great opportunity for misadventures are spa visits. So I consider myself very lucky that I have visited some of the world's best spas. I have had incredible treatments, found places I will treasure forever, and had some of the most moving experiences of my life inside spas. And I welcome you to go to wanderwithwonder.com and look up spas, and you can find some of my favorites. But it's not always that way. It's not all relaxation, pleasure, and pampering. There have been a couple of spa misadventures. I was on a spa trip a few years ago in which I visited several spas over a period of about five days. I was so excited for five days of spa treatments. But there was one that really put a damper on the week. I arrived at a well-known spa, which will go unnamed, and was excited about my scheduled hot stone massage. Now, normally, hot stone massages are incredible. There is something so soothing about having warm, smooth stones on your back. I knew I was in trouble this time, though, when I stretched out on the massage table and realized it was hard and uncomfortable. I was face down, but the headrest was at this terrible angle. So I had to sort of stretch to reach it. When my therapist returned to the room to start the massage, things got worse. The calming smells in the spa were completely wiped out by the stench of stale cigarettes on this woman's clothing. She attempted to adjust the headrest, and it got only slightly more comfortable. She shrugged and said, oh, well, guess she'll have to live with it. So despite the uncomfortable position and the smell of cigarettes, I thought, okay, let's just do this. Back massage went well, nothing special, but it wasn't unpleasant. Then I turned over. So my therapist places three hot stones on my stomach, and I literally yelled. The stones had continued to sit in the heater and were by then extremely hot. I asked her to move them, but she insisted they were just fine. After a few minutes of arguing with her, I reached up and took the stones off. By then... I spent the rest of my trip with blisters on my stomach. I guess I was just glad I hadn't had to smell burning flesh along with cigarettes. Sometimes the spa experiences are just entertaining, like the one I had at the Sulphur Springs at Hell's Gate near Rotorua in New Zealand. I booked myself a one-hour soak in the mineral baths, and it really was delightful. We were there at the end of their winter, so the weather was still a little chilly, which made those outdoor baths perfect. I even grew accustomed to the sulfur smell after the first few minutes. Unfortunately, though, I had to throw my swimsuit away after that because I could never 
get the smell of sulfur out of it. And I also discovered that sulfur turns sterling silver completely black. Fortunately, I was able to clean my ring, but I'm pretty sure I smell like sulfur for the rest of the trip. <laughs> Another funny spa experience was one in Jamaica. The massage was in an outdoor pagoda on a cliff overlooking the ocean. Gorgeous location. Great spa treatment, by the way. But getting there was hilarious. I discovered the only way to get from the spa to the pagoda was to walk through the nudist portion of the resort, which are very popular in Jamaica. It was interesting to walk through the nudist area fully clothed. Never have I felt so out of place because I was dressed. When I got to the spot for the massage, the therapist instructs me, get undressed, get on the table. I looked around and realized she was not going to go anywhere (laughs) while I disrobed. And the pagoda was open for everyone to see. I glanced at all those naked bodies around me. I shrugged and dropped my robe. I figured no one would even notice. That was that was a particularly funny spa experience. And then there's food. Oh, food. I've had incredible dishes over the years. And I usually will try anything once. Some of it's amazing. Some can be a little odd. Some just bad. Other experiences have been simply hilarious. A few years ago... I had a chance to dine with my husband at what was then a new restaurant in the Phoenix area. Uh, It no longer exists, by the way. (laughs) I was looking forward to it because they had really hyped this new concept. Promised an evening to remember at this very posh spot. The evening was anything but posh and really became a comedy of errors. Once we were finally seated, we got to the restaurant on time. They had my name. We stood there for 15 minutes before anyone even showed up at the front door to take us to a table in a completely empty dining room. (laughs) All right, fine. They're new. It's okay. So I order a glass of Oregon Pinot Noir. The waiter brings me a water glass filled with wine. Okay, I'm really not a wine snob. I prefer my Pinot Noir in a Pinot Noir glass, but I don't insist on it. But I'm sorry, I just cannot bring myself to drink an expensive glass of wine out of a water glass. So I asked for a wine glass. And the waiter grumbles, tells me they're all still packed, but he'll see what he can do. And he comes back a few minutes later with this very small, tiny little wine glass, reached for my wine, the water glass full of wine, and unceremoniously pours it into the wine glass, splashing red wine all over the tablecloth. (laughs) I was hoping the food experience would be better, but I realized I was in trouble when the waiter came back with the amuse-bouche. So an amuse-bouche is a first taste. It's supposed to showcase the meal to come, what you can expect from the chef. Uh, This one definitely foreshadowed. (laughs) They bring me a Ritz cracker with a slice of pepperoni on top. And the meal went downhill from there. We had burned vegetables, overcooked meat. But they did serve a nice slice of cake for dessert. (laughs) The thing with food 
is that you never really know what you're getting when you travel. You have to keep an open mind. I have tried and enjoyed foods I never thought I would eat. Sometimes, though, you just can't force yourself to eat something. That falls into two distinct categories, things I can't define and foods that are just wrong. So I've had that occur a few times during my travels in Asia. I love the street markets in Taiwan. Absolutely adore street markets. And some of the food is fabulous. Some was a little too out there for even me. I tried the dehydrated shrimp. I ate the sautéed whole baby fish. I even sampled the fried crickets and worms. But I was not going to try the bizarre assortment of organ meats. Maybe it wasn't as bad as it looked, but I didn't want to find out. The other thing is smell. Now, I had always heard about durian fruit. I had actually smelled it here in the U.S. Watched it used on episodes of Chopped on the Food Network. So I thought, okay, that's the worst. I'm prepared. But I was wrong. Nothing prepared me for the smell of stinky tofu in Taiwan. (laughs) And stinky tofu is exactly that, stinky tofu. I'm not even sure I can describe the smell. Use your imagination. It's made from being aged in a brine that consists of a variety of ingredients, including fermented milk. Seriously, this stuff exists. It has to be the most awful smell in the world. I can't imagine how anyone would be able to eat it because just smelling it on the other side of the counter made me gag. And there are some foods that just shouldn't be combined. (laughs) I was at a restaurant in Southern California for a food tasting, so I didn't know what was on the menu for the day. I ended up having what I consider to be the worst restaurant dish I have ever tried. This was a very accomplished chef. He was very proud of what he called cappuccino mussels. The waiter served me what looked to be a classic cup of cappuccino in a glass mug with foam on top. Instead, I discovered it was a it, there were mussels in the bottom that had been steamed in chicken broth, no clue why, placed in the mug, then covered with actual cappuccino. The quote-unquote foam on top was goat cheese with cinnamon, cinnamon sprinkled on top and a crusty baguette served with it that was designed to look like a cookie. No, I didn't eat that one or drink it. (laughs) I am not sure what that chef was thinking, but he was definitely chopped. (laughs) So spice is another thing. I've lived in Arizona for almost two decades. I like spice. Things that some people think are spicy, I just think they have good flavor. I thought I could handle heat until I was in Thailand. I love the food in Thailand. I had some of the most incredible flavors of my life there. Traditional Thai cooking has this amazing, unique heat. It plays a symphony in your mouth with sweet, salty, spicy, and smooth all mixed together. However, later in the visit, I was on a small floating restaurant in Ayutthaya, which is about an hour north of Bangkok. I discovered it pays to be vigilant about what you eat in Thailand. I'd been careful to avoid eating the red chilies that everyone warned me were hot. But that day, 
I had this delicious curry dish. It was so good. Had a lot of spice to it, an assortment of fish and shrimp and vegetables. I was thoroughly enjoying the heat in the dish. And then I put a forkful of my of food in my mouth that I thought contained green beans. Yeah, no. I quickly realized there was no green bean in that. I had taken a full bite of the infamous green Thai chili known locally by a name that translates to bird's eye chili. Wow. It was definitely a big wow moment. The tears flowed. I think I looked as if I was about to pass out. The waiters came to my aid with a creamy yogurt fruit drink that eased the pain almost immediately. But I was definitely more careful (laughs) during the remainder of my trip. We'll be back with a few more misadventures in just a minute. We're going to take a time out for one of my sponsors. We'll be back with a few more misadventures in just a minute. We're going to take a time out for one of my sponsors.